Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we talk about the dynamic that occurs in a marriage when a wife refers to her husband as a child and what the two of you can do to change that. And as we start today's show, I want you to think about this quote from Pearl Strakenherd. She says, handle them carefully for words have more power than atom bombs. Mm. Just want that to sit for just a second because we're so almost cavalier about the words that we choose. And, and as we're going to talk about in today's show, we're going to hear just how much those words have power and what the two of you can do. But here at One Extraordinary Marriage, we start each and every show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone whose marriage has been transformed. And this week's hug is sponsored by Care.com. And Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's that never ending to-do list. Well, complete it faster. Hire a helper to get meal prep, laundry, and errands all off your hands. Or maybe with it being summertime and those kids being home, you need a little extra help with the childcare. Yeah. Reach out to care.com and find the childcare help that you need. Or maybe like us, the last thing you want to do when you're tired and you just want to crawl into bed, you don't want to be thinking about cleaning the house. Right. It's like you just, it's, it's been long summer days of just enjoying yourself. Absolutely. So quit pushing off the household cleaning chores and hire a housekeeper instead. Using care.com makes life simpler for families everywhere. It helped us to be able to see who was right in our area instead of having to search through tons of sites. And it's so convenient at care.com. I can find book and pay for care all in one place. Care.com provides access to a variety of background check options that you can purchase to help you make the best hiring decision. Care.com is a great tool for us when we need care at a minute's notice. Yeah. So to save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit care.com slash one when you subscribe. Now this hug comes from an email that we recently received. And this husband says, just wanted to say thank you for an excellent podcast. Well, you're welcome. Your podcast gives me hope for my marriage as we have gone through very similar trials that you've shared. Mm. I found your podcast by looking for something to help my marriage. I'm a firefighter. And when I have discussions with some of my fellow firefighters who might have some issues, I give them my experiences and usually direct them to podcasts like the Love and Respect podcast and also yours, the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast. Nice. Thank you for a great and helpful show. I live in the San Diego area. And when I found out that your podcast is from San Diego, that made it even more personal. My marriage itself is still a work in progress. I'm trying to reverse my mistakes. But as I said, your podcast gives me hope. And I hope one day to have an extraordinary marriage. Right on. We are cordial and respectful to each other. But this is two steps forward and one step back. But still in forward motion. But you give me hope. I just wanted to tell you that you and your message are being shared with as many San Diego firefighters as I can share it with. That's awesome. Love it. And we are honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. Absolutely. And 
You know, as we dig into today's show and talking about this dynamic, that reference to to a wife calling her husband a child, this actually came up in a conversation that I had with a woman this week. We were talking about the dynamics in their marriage, and she said, you know, he's kind of just like my third child. Eek, eek. And Tony's like, I, I could just see the smoke. You know, his face is like the smoke was pouring out of your ears. And, and not that it was pouring out of my ears, but I immediately stopped the conversation. Because as much as I would love to say this is the first time I'd ever heard that statement, I'd be lying to you. Oh, yeah. We've heard this many, many a times. Absolutely. And I'm guessing if you're listening to this particular show that you've either, you've either said it yourself, maybe, or you've been in an environment where it's been said. Or your husband who has heard it. Absolutely. Because I've heard this, you know, guys, I've been married for almost, Tony and I have been married for almost 22 years. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, a 15 year old son. So I've been in mommy's groups, women's groups, you know, you name it. The last 22 years as a married woman and the last 15 years as a mom. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've heard this at different mom's night out events. I've heard it when women gather around the kitchen table. There might be a party going on and you just get a group of women together and, and they're sitting around the kitchen table or you know, out by the fire pit. These conversations are happening or it's happening in the mommy groups or it's showing up on blogs. Right, and obviously it's showing up when you're in coaching sessions. Absolutely. And you know, I think there's, there's a high prevalence of this phrase coming out, especially when couples are in those early child rearing years. When you guys are in the trenches, yeah, everything is focused on the little human beings that seem to have just like come out of nowhere and taken over your house, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're in this sure season is. where you're just trying, sometimes it feels like you're just trying to survive, right? And, and, it is. and you're not necessarily communicating very well with one another. And I think a lot of this, a lot of this comes out of the fact that, that out of that lack of communication, comes a level of frustration because I want you to think, what is that word? Like if you refer to an adult as a child, let's think about what that word conveys to another human being, right? Because when I think of children compared to adults, I think of someone who is less mature. So there's a level of immaturity there. Mm-hmm. My children, our children do not have the same level of responsibility that Tony and I have. I think of, um, th- there's a need for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the, the the vision that just popped up in my mind was that of feeding a child because mm, you can't do it by yourself because they can't do it by themselves. I mean, up to a certain extent, right? right? So that's that's the vision that popped up in my head while, okay. as you were speaking. And, and you know, this idea of of child when we're talking about it with an adult, children aren't someone that we have an intimate relationship with. So if, if we as wives start using this phrase, you know, my husband's my third child or my second child, depending on how many, then all of a sudden there's this barrier, right? And what may have started out as just kind of a, a seemingly harmless or even comical remark turns into this phrase that gets often repeated in marriages. Yes. And it starts to have devastating effects on, on, on the two of you. And because it's said out loud, like this is not a phrase that just exists in somebody's head. It actually has a ripple effect on the community around you because people hear what you say about your spouse. Mm -hmm. And then their vision or how they see your spouse begins to change as well. It it absolutely does. And sure does. You know, if if you think about it, the two of you started out as man and wife, right? Virtually every wedding ceremony 
that has something to the to the effect of you know man and woman take each other right so so we start out as adults and then somewhere along the way this word child works its way into the marriage and and, and we need to the the reason that we are behind the microphones today is to really talk about what this dynamic is doing to the two of you, because we need to get into this place where we take that language mm-hmm. out of our marriage, where we refer to children as those that are, you know, under the age of 18 and we're solely responsible for, and we refer to our spouses as men and women, as, as adults, as actual partners here. Mm-hmm. We're doing a huge disservice, ladies, uh, collectively. And I'm putting myself in here because I will tell you this phrase has been uttered in our, in our marriage. I have said it. I have been one of those women years ago before I knew any better who would sit around, you know, and we start talking and complaining about our husbands. And guess what? I'm right there in, in it. Mm-hmm. You know, always oh, childish. Oh, you know what? He, like, he can't do anything. And that was really an attitude that I had in the early years of us having kids. And it turned into this thing where in words and actions, I was conveying to Tony, look, you can't do anything right. Right. Especially not with our kids. And that actually even came up in a, in a podcast just a couple summers ago. That's right. Right. That's where, if you haven't listened to the show, the emasculated man, we revisited it just two years ago. I'm constantly a work in progress. And from a husband standpoint, let me, let me just put some meat on this bone from a, from a guy's standpoint. You're going to reap what you sow. So we've said this multiple times, especially with the words you speak. Mm-hmm. And if you want your husband to be a child, then continue to call him a child. Because I remember those days, as Elisa mentioned, when she would say that, even to me, and I would hear sort of like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Like I'm being referred to as another child mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the house. And that just, you know... I'm going to just say, if you're going to call me that, then that's what you're going to get. Then that means that I don't need to take any responsibility. That means I don't need to do the laundry. That means I don't need to do anything other than what I can see right now in front of me, which is what my kids are doing, which is basically just sitting around and being attended to. Mm-hmm. And that's where like, I think we need to really drill down and say, what is the impact of those words? And mm-hmm. you know, at first, I want to, I want to talk to you wives that maybe you've heard it or you've said it, right? Because I can guarantee you any group of women, there's been at least one that has uttered that phrase. And when, when those words are spoken, you're actually minimizing your husband and his role in your marriage, right? You're, you're belittling him. You're making him smaller. And a man who feels smaller is not going to show up for you, plain and simple. You know, he's, he's just not going to, you're telling your husband when you refer to him, Oh, you know, that's just my third child. When you're saying that you're telling him, we're not partners here. This is a parent child relationship. And so I have the power. And like I said, then he goes into that world of like, well, if that's the way it is, then we're not team DiLorenzo anymore. Right. This is just I DiLorenzo, which would be Elisa saying that. Absolutely. You, you start to convey with that phrase, you're conveying words that make him feel lonely, right? Because he's not your partner. So he can't confide in you. He can't come to you because that's not the relationship we have. So there's a loneliness that comes there. There's an unappreciation or a lack of appreciation, right? Because maybe you do things differently, but if you can't do it right, cause you're just a child, then, then I'm, I don't, I'm telling you, I don't appreciate what you do and how you do it. 
Can, can we get in? And, and I know we have our show notes here, but as as we're talking, I also want us to make sure that we connect the dots too from where the words are impacting to the sexual part of this as well. Oh yeah. Well, and and that's what you know. As, as we start talking about what those emotions do, right? When you get to this place as as a wife, when you start projecting onto your husband that he's a child, right? And you're you're putting that distance between the two of you, uh, ladies you're never going to say, I want to go have sex with a child, right? And so if you tell your spouse that he's a child, if you tell your husband, oh, you're just like my third child, there's no desire there to go jump into bed and have sex with him. Yeah. And on the flip side... Because again, the words you speak, and I've said this many a times of how I have been able to shift myself in in the words that I say and how I see Elisa as my beautiful wife which has taken time. But I learned, like I, when I first said that, I thought that was just for her. And what I release, realized over time is that as, mo- as much as I say that, the more times I say that, that word then comes back and I hear it mm-hmm. and it begins to change who I am. And so the image of beauty to me is that of Elisa. And that's not just because I say it to her, it's because I say it and I hear it. Mm-hmm. And so when you're saying, hey, he's a child... You're not just saying that to him. He's internalizing that and he's taking it in, but you are also hearing that. Right. Right. And and, and those words, ladies, when we deliver them to our husbands, and I'm going to get to the impact sexually for men in just a second, but I, I need you to understand that you say that often again, you're going to, as those feelings of loneliness and being unloved and unappreciated, you're going to create an environment where there is anger and resentment. Oh, for sure. Directed towards you. Oh, yeah. There there will be open hostility if he is told often enough, you're my third child, right? You're my second child, whatever. You're just a child. And and that's interesting. You bring that up too because Elisa and I aren't scientists and we haven't done any scientific study on this. But I, I really wonder if, again, the modeling you see as an adult even, you see your kids throw temper tantrums. You're being called a child. You see those tantrums happening. You begin to model those. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I really wonder if there if there's any studies on those types of things because, again, you're being told this. You see it being played out. Well, then why don't I just have a temper tantrum and I'll get my way too? Right, because my wife responds to it. One one of the things we learned many years ago about parenting, especially younger kids, was that you can't light up like a Christmas tree because mm-hmm. that's what they want. And so every time there's a temper tantrum, you, you have to, as a parent, get away from that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, though, if, if as a husband, the anger, the resentment, right, the temper tantrum comes up because I want you to respond to me. Mm-hmm. You're not giving me anything. So, And I know if I do that, then I finally get a response. Some kind of emotional response. Even though it's not the desired emotional response, right. it's still an emotional it's a, response. It's still a response. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if... if if there haven't been studies done on it, there should be, uh, because I definitely think it's a part of that interpersonal dynamic. Right. Right. Because guys, for you, when you're hearing these words and ladies, I want, I don't want you to tune out here because you need to know the impact this is having on your husband. He feels disconnected from you because again, he's not being told he's a partner. He's being told he's a child. And, and those men, when they hear those words, you're a child, they start to question how you truly see them. Do you see them as a man? Do you see them as capable? 
Do you see them in this role as an adult or do you really think they're just so immature and irresponsible that you're going to call them a child and that's how you're going to see them? Because our men, ladies, just the same way that words impact us, our husbands are impacted by the words as well. And, and as those anger, those resentments and that anger starts to build, you know, Tony said it a few times, but I'm going to say it again. You're going to get the attitude directed back at you, ladies, from your husbands who have been listening to these words. That's going to say, well, if you think I'm a child, that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I have to believe that that's not the marriage that the two of you want, that it's a cycle that you've gotten into. And you're like, you know what? This isn't working for us. What maybe started out as a funny or just kind of like an offhanded moment of frustration has become a cycle. And the two of you are like, wait a minute, how did we get off the rails from being man and woman joined together to this crazy parent-child relationship? And here's the thing though, too. You don't have to say it every day. It doesn't even have to be once a week. You could have said it once or twice. In all, in all honesty, you could have. And then from there, that's where the spiral happens mm-hmm. for him. And so you, you may not see yourself being someone who has said it multiple times, and yet it's been uttered. And that then <laughs> seed, right? The mm-hmm. seed gets planted. You only need to plant one orange seed to get an orange tree. The, all you got to do is plant one of those. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, this, this is a bad type of seed, man. This is the kind we got to cut out, right? We got we to pull, pull those weeds. We got to pull them out. Mm-hmm. So if it's only been planted once, we still may need to address it. Because if not, it could go out of control. Absolutely. Because anytime there is something in your marriage that is causing, causing feelings of disconnect, causing anger, causing resentment, and you're already in a stressful season because let's face it, early child rearing or having mm-hmm. kids in your house, period. Even it, kids at our age can even be kids stressful, age believe kids. me. Right. You get into the, you're in a high stress. And so the truth is, is that it doesn't have to be that way. Right, whether you've said it once or you've said it 10 times, those words don't have to take up residence in your marriage. And we want to share some strategy around it. We want to talk through this because we've dealt with it in our own relationship. And we want to, before we do that, we just want to thank this week's sponsor, care.com. And care.com is the perfect way to get all of your family care needs met. So go ahead and save 30% off a care.com premium membership. Visit care.com slash one when you subscribe. And hey, This is a perfect way if you need time away from your kids to get somebody in there. If you don't have somebody locally that can come in, you know, get time away to talk about these sort of things. Because if you don't and you continue to brush them under the rug, that's when six years from now, we'll hear from you going, we haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. Do something now. Because you'll be surprised what can change in your life if you do something now. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, as we're going through this process of, okay, great, Tony and Lisa, we've said these words, we've heard them in our marriage. The first thing, the first part of the strategy is to acknowledge that these words have shown up in your marriage or some variation. Maybe you haven't said it specifically, you're my third child. But if you said some variation on that, it needs to be acknowledged. 
right? We have to start with personal responsibility. Nothing changes in a marriage. Nothing changes in any relationship unless the person that's done it takes responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. Great book. QBQ. Question behind the question. Gosh, that's such a great book. And if you don't know what personal accountability is, pick up that book. Um, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash QBQ. And you can pick that up on Amazon. Absolutely. And so as you acknowledge that you've said it, right? And, and this may be a great time to have a state of our marriage conversation where the two of you, maybe you do get a sitter from care.com and, and you get out and you're like, we need to talk about this, right? I, I need to, wives, if you've said it, it's time to ask for forgiveness, right? That's part of the healing process, the, the personal responsibility and asking for forgiveness and, and saying, you know what? First and foremost, I'm going to make a commitment not to use that phrase or not to utter those words or some variation on them. Now, husbands, I'm going to speak to you for a second. She's not perfect. And the two of you are in a healing process. So create an environment where grace is the underlying atmosphere, right? So that if she, if she slips up, that there's a way to say, babe, I, I don't think you meant that. Sorry, guys, a little frog in my throat. <laughs> Here's, here's what I would say though, too, is we have to change that word with something else mm -hmm. because it, it's really tough when we try to tell ourselves, don't, don't, don't. And I don't think that's the way to look at this. I think we need to look at this from a way of, Hey, instead of calling your husband a child, what are you going to insert there? What, what's the word you're going to use that describes your spouse mm -hmm. in a positive light so that instead of going, well, that's just my, that's just, you know, another child. He's just another child. Instead, it's w what's that positive word? Well, and, and I'll even share in this conversation that I was having with this wife the other day, you know, we worked on that very strategy, right? Because I said to her, what can you say about him? Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's important that she doesn't just say it to him, but she says it about him to other people. And we have an awesome article called 47 Positive, 47 Positive Words to Describe Your Spouse. Mm -hmm. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Absolutely. Because even just referring to him as, you know, you're, instead of saying you're my child, to say you're my husband. Like that one word needs to be said. It seems really simple. And you're kind of almost like, Elisa, seriously? Yeah, seriously, because you both need to hear what his role is. And at start starting out, that might be it, right? Like we, we got to change that dynamic from, hey, this is a, another child in our household to this is my husband. And going deeper into this process, the two of you need to, to uncover what are the needs and expectations that haven't been met that have caused that phrase to come into the marriage? Mm -hmm. yeah, because yeah. I will tell you, it doesn't just poof, show up one day. It shows up because there are things that either haven't been verbalized or haven't been acted upon. And so getting to this place where the two of you can safely say, hey, I, I need more help with the kids in this capacity or whatever that is, right? I need help around the house. I, I need, I, I feel like I'm drowning here. Ladies, whatever it is, you need to be specific. If you just say, I need help, you're not helping the situation because he can't do anything with that, mm -hmm. right? And, and I don't know what the dynamic is in your marriage. I mean, this is, this is an area that I deal with so many of my coaching clients. And, and some of you may be like, Elisa, I think we need a little, but I think we need a little help because we've tried to change this on our own. 
go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Get started on this process because just digging to the digging below the surface and getting to the point where you're like, okay, we've got these needs and expectations. Uh, what do we do with that now? Right? What's our plan? And not just what's our plan, but what's our vision? Can I tell you, and, and we fell into this category, you guys, can I tell you how many couples are doing marriage and trying to sort through these kinds of issues without having a vision for their marriage? Some of I'm sure there are heads nodding literally all around the world right now because you're like, we don't have a vision. You can't name one major brand, one company out there that does not have some sort of vision or mission statement that drives every single decision that they make, every piece of their branding, everything that they put out for you and I as consumers. And yet we find ourselves in this marriage relationship and we're literally doing it like the blind leading the blind. We've never sat down as a couple. You've never sat down as a couple. And it took Tony and I years to do this guys. So, so we're not pointing fingers here. We're just sharing it with you because we want you to like jump to the head of the line. But to sit down and create a vision statement for the two of you that outlines what you want your marriage to look like, and specifically around this topic, how do you see the roles of husband and wife? And to really identify that so that the two of you understand what those needs and expectations are. You understand what the man looks like in the marriage. And, and that's in your marriage. Correct. Don't don't look at the stereotypes because it's very easy for us to do that. It really is. It's very easy to just go, hey, well, the wife is going to do you know, the child rearing and dinner and the dishes, and the husband's going to be mowing the lawn and tinkering around the house and building stuff. Man, those are stereotypes that I'm going to tell you, honestly, it's not you guys. Mm-hmm. But who are you guys? Because you may be in a, a two-household family that works. Mm-hmm. You may have a husband who doesn't tinker around the house. That's not his gift. And yet his... Tony doesn't tinker, guys. Yeah. I mean, and yet my dad did. Mm-hmm. My dad did a ton of it. And so, you know, think about those types of things that allow you to go, this is who we are in our marriage. Define that mm-hmm. and then seek that vision. If there's one thing I think happens in marriages more and more... And and I've seen this as I've gotten older, and Elisa and I have, and I'm going to say endured times, and 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 also reaped beautiful times together, is that too early on in my marriage I was focused on everybody else's mm. instead of my own, and as we've come together and really just been like, this is who we are, and this is the way we work, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. We have friends that do stuff differently, and and everything, and even what we show share here at at One Extraordinary Marriage, it's all about look at what's going on and then conform it, take it and use it to work for you guys. Right. Because you guys may be highly creative in in sense of the arts mm-hmm. or music. Elise and I don't have a lick of that. You know, or you may be on the other side of things where you do enjoy gardening, cleaning the yard, that that perfect lawn and green grass and that's that's your gig. But it has to be your guys' vision, mm-hmm. not mine and Elisa's, not your mom and dad's, not your aunt and uncle's, your grandma and grandpa's, or your best friend who lives you know, across the country, wherever it is, it needs to be yours. 
Absolutely. And in creating that vision and the two of you really taking time to, to put that down literally on paper, right? Like I, I, I want this to be an actual like physical experience for the two of you. My coaching <laughs> clients hear me talk about this all the time. So there are numbers of you all right now. They're just shaking your head going, yep, that's what Elisa made us do. Because going through this process and understanding how the two of you see the roles of husband and wife, how the two of you see your partnership, how you see your relationship growing, putting that all together gives the two of you a plan to be able to say, okay, is what I'm about to say going to match up with that plan, match up with my role as wife, match up with my role as husband? Is it going to further our vision for being the 80-year-old couple that's walking down the street, holding hands, you know, doddering along? Or is what I'm about to say going to send us backwards? Mm -hmm. And when you have that vision, you get to make those choices and not just be reactionary, but be proactive and say, if our vision is to be the, the couple that's been married for 60 years and you know celebrating those anniversaries, then I need to choose my words carefully. Because just like that quote I read at the beginning, handle your words carefully. They have more power than atom bombs. Don't be destructive in your marriage. Choose to give your husband life. Choose to give your relationship life because that, that is the beginning of the extraordinary. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. It, it's, it's a big one. It, it, we started with one word. We started with the word, word child, mm -hmm. you know, and we got into, it, 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 it uncovers so much, but that's okay. This week. The goal is to find out, find that word and eradicate it from your vocabulary. That's, that's where we start. So whatever you do this week, and it may be that that word child, you need to eradicate. You need to put a new word in that place. And then you need to apologize that that's it. Start there. Take one step. The word, the phrase for this year is what can I do? That's what you can do. And believe me, that one step can change your marriage for years to come. Elisa and I have seen it in our own marriage. We've seen it with other marriages. And we believe and we know that you can do that in your marriage. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. And we can't wait to catch you next week. Love you guys.